Now welcome back to our second update on the recent UEG week. Now the big ticket event was of course artificial intelligence. There were no less than four entire sessions devoted to this topic. Now if you haven't tried it yet, I, I think that you will soon experience AI for yourself. All the providers are bringing out their own systems. Fujifilm has got a CAD eye. Olympus is bringing out endobrain. I mean, how can, who came up with that word, endobrain? If there's an endobrain in the room, it's me. Anyway, and then you've got Pentax with Discovery AI. I must admit that I did have some initial misgivings to AI. I thought it'd be noisy and obtrusive and upsetting to the patients, but the system I tried proved to be surprisingly unobtrusive. Of course, you had to enable the system to see polyps by washing the bubbles and clearing the bubbles and looking behind faults, etc. But once the view was clear, it was good. It was so good, in fact, that it made me think that it will probably replace cuffs and caps and maybe even dye spraying in the future. Now, oddly enough, inflammatory bowel disease is one of the one of the conditions that is usually excluded from the analysis when AI systems are used. And uh, inflammatory bowel disease is the time when I really would like some help in finding subtle lesions. Anyway, it certainly makes it easier to find small polyps. But finding all these small polyps, does it make your patient less likely to die from bowel cancer in the future? I'm not so sure. Anyway, it will certainly change the way we do endoscopy in the future. In fact, I think it will make us more cautious. Furthermore, you may well start to gather KPIs on your practice. Measure how long it takes for, for us to extubate from the cecum. What percentage of the mucosa isn't visualized? Anyway, on that sobering note, I will hand over to Mons, who has attended all the AI sessions at the UEG and is now giving us an update. There were four main sessions concerning um, artificial intelligence. I'd like to briefly review some of the papers presented in each of these sessions and then give an overview. In the first session, there were three papers. The first paper was presented by Dr. Stoyanov from University College London and entitled State of the Art and General Perspectives in Artificial Intelligence. He briefly reviewed 30 years of artificial intelligence in endoscopy and highlighted the three main types of challenges facing us. Firstly, navigation within the environment. Secondly, computer-aided detection or CAD-E. And thirdly, computer-aided diagnosis or CAD-X. Computer-aided detection is a fairly mature technology with several regulatory approvals, whereas computer-aided diagnosis is still in its infancy. The speaker then gave several examples of existing software, including the CADI system, C-A-D-D-I-E, produced by Odin Vision. Uh, this is a polyp detection software which uses real-time machine learning algorithms and is cloud-based. Apart from polyp detection, the speaker also demonstrated software which can detect various upper GI structures from an endoscopy video to ensure that various predefined sites have been recorded. In the second presentation of this session, Professor Valdastri from Leeds University presented a paper entitled Autonomy in Robotic Colonoscopy. He demonstrated a 
device called a magnetic flexible endoscope which is basically a very flexible endoscope which is pulled along uh, by an external magnet. He likened it to a front-wheel drive car. In fact, uh, this device was featured in a recent article in The New Scientist. The endoscope can be used using three levels of automation. Firstly, the user can move a joystick uh, to control the tip and then the robot moves the magnets in response uh, to the joystick. Using this method, it is possible to perform a full colonoscopy on an ex vivo model, but it takes three times longer than standard colonoscopy. The second level of automation is task automation, where certain tasks, such as retrosection, can be accomplished automatically at the press of a button. In this example, the retrosection takes 11 seconds to complete in the pig model. The third level of automation is autonomous navigation with lumen detection. Here the AI decides which direction to point the tip and the user merely feeds the scope along as required. In non-live models it was possible to reach the cecum in four minutes using autonomous navigation. In pig models the system was able to reach 85 centimeters into the colon. In the question and answer session the author was very upbeat about his system. He felt that looping and related problems would be negligible and because less force is used, there would be less pain if the system was used in humans. He was also confident that the system would be able to navigate sharp bends. The third and final paper in this session was delivered by Professor Ripici from Milan and entitled Lower GI Polyp Detection and Differentiation. He described nine AI systems that are currently available, including Fuji Kadai, Metronic GI Genius, Olympus's Endobrain, the Pentax system, AI Wilson, DocBot, AI for GI, NEC, and EndoAngel. Four of these products have EU approval with CE marks. Studies looking at the Standalone performance of some of these AI systems in detecting and characterizing polyps show very high levels of sensitivity and specificity, both around the 93% mark. He presented three papers from China which showed that the use of EndoAngel increases the adenoma detection rate from 20.3% to 29.1% in one study, from 8% to 16% in a second study, and from 28% to 34% in a third study. Professor Ripici then presented his own AID study, where they used the GI Genius AI system in a study involving 700 patients. In half of these patients, the GI Genius system was used, and the other half of the patients acted as controls. The use of the artificial intelligence software increased the adenoma detection rate from 40.4% to 54.8%. And the number of polyps detected per colonoscopy increased from 0.71 to 1.07. The AI improved the adenoma detection rate in all polyps, irrespective of size, morphology or location. The author then showed a meta-analysis of six studies, including his own, and this meta-analysis showed that computer-aided detection was superior to standard colonoscopy in polyp detection with a pooled 
risk ratio of 1.47. The superiority of the artificial intelligence was particularly evident for small polyps measuring less than 10 millimeters. In the second session on artificial intelligence, Dr. Mori from Japan presented a paper entitled Will Artificial Intelligence Change Our Practice of Endoscopy? The study was from Japan, UK and Norway. This was an add-on analysis of a previously published study in 2018 that investigated performance of AI in differentiating neoplastic from non-neoplastic polyps. Essentially, they took 250 diminutive polyps in the rectosigmoid colon, measuring less than or equal to 5 millimeters, and analyzed two scenarios. Scenario A was a diagnose and leave strategy supported by AI. In this scenario, 105 polyps were removed and 145 polyps were left behind. Scenario B employed a resect all polyps strategy. In other words, all 250 polyps were resected and none were left behind. Cost analysis showed that by employing scenario A rather than B, the overall cost was reduced by between 7 and 20% depending on the country. And this translated to a remarkable $300 million to $850 million per year in savings depending on the country. This study was recently accepted for publication in GI endoscopy. The third session on AI was an abstract base session where three papers were presented. The first paper was entitled Size Matters, AI Better Than Humans in Sizing Polyps and was presented by Mohammed Abdul Rahim on behalf of colleagues in Portsmouth in Japan. He described a AI system called computer vision which classified polyps into either less than 5 millimeters or greater than or equal to 5 millimeters. The computer used a system called structure for motion which uses triangulation to size the polyps. The AI system was then pitted against humans using a pig model containing pre-measured polyps. Ten endoscopists, five experts and five novices were presented with 22 videos of colonoscopies in pig models and had to size any encountered polyps into less than 5 or greater than 5 millimeters. The human accuracy was 59.5%, in contrast, the AI's accuracy was 85.2% and the difference was very significant. The computer was particularly good at sizing the smaller polyps. The second abstract in this session was entitled Machine Learning Models for Prediction of Risk of Gastric Cancer After H. pylori Eradication and was presented by Dr. Leung from China. This paper was not connected with endoscopy but was interesting nevertheless. A system employing deep machine learning was used to predict the risk of gastric cancer after H. pylori eradication therapy. The authors used 26 clinical variables and the outcome was the development of gastric carcinoma within five years of H. pylori eradication. Seven different algorithms were analysed and the best of these was able to predict gastric carcinoma occurrence with a very high degree of accuracy. 
the area under the receiver operator curve was 0.97. Exactly how the algorithm was able to predict with such a high degree of accuracy was not clear. The final abstract in this session was entitled Unexperienced Endoscopists can reach expert level in detecting and characterizing colorectal polyps using validated detection and characterization systems. And this abstract was presented by Dr. Waite on behalf of colleagues in Italy and Germany. Fujifilm's CAD-Eye system was used to detect and characterize polyps in the colon. Essentially, three expert endoscopists were pitted against three novices who had the help of CAD-Eye, and in a third group, CAD-Eye acted on its own. Large numbers of images were presented for five seconds at a time. In terms of polyp detection, experts, novices aided by CAD-Eye and CAD-Eye acting independently were all equally good in terms of sensitivity, all scoring around 95%. In terms of specificity, the novices did not do so well, scoring um, around 76%. In terms of polyp characterization, both experts and novices aided by CAD-Eye had an accuracy of 75 to 77%, whilst CADI acting alone had an accuracy of 84%. The authors concluded that the AI system may be of some benefit to non-experts. The final session was entitled Beyond Our Eyes, Artificial Intelligence Enhanced Endoscopy, and this session comprised five short presentations. In the first presentation, Dr. Bazin from France described an artificial intelligence program which was able to reconstruct a 3D field of view of the gastric antrum after analyzing a video recording of the gastroscopy. The reconstruction was a fully automated procedure but took one hour to complete. Ostensibly, this software allowed the presentation, reinterpretation and comparison of endoscopic examinations independent of the operator, according to the author. In the second presentation of this session, Dr. Nagoya from Tokyo described a highly accurate artificial intelligence system which predicted the depth of invasion in gastric carcinoma. 60,000 images collated from 1,800 cases of gastric cancer were used to train the artificial intelligence system using a method called convolutional neural network. The software outputted a score which predicted the depth of invasion of the gastric neoplasia. The accuracy of the prediction was extremely high at 94%, irrespective of whether white light imaging, narrowband imaging or indigo dye staining was used. This level of accuracy was superior to morphological assessment by human eye, where the accuracy is between 78 and 96%. Uh, it was also superior to endoscopic ultrasound, where the accuracy was between 66 and 79%. In the third presentation of this session, Dr. Yamamura of Japan presented a paper entitled Usefulness of an Algorithm for All-in-Focus Images in image-enhancing endoscopy for colorectal neoplasia. He described a artificial intelligence software which overcame the problem of a polyp being partially out of focus when viewed 
at high magnification due to the limited depth of field. The all-in-focus algorithm essentially put many images together to make one image in which the entire polyp was in focus all at once. When these all-in-focus images were compared with standard images, the endoscopist said that the focus, surface pattern, vessel pattern and recognition of J-net classification and pit pattern were all subjectively better. However, objectively, the all-in-focus images did not result in an improvement in the diagnostic accuracy. In the fourth presentation of the session, again from Japan, Dr. Matsuda described the development of regulatory approval for an AI-assisted detection system for colonoscopy. The system was called Endobrain Eye and was validated using images from 300 lesions collected over a six-month period. The system achieved very high levels of sensitivity for diminutive, flat and protruded lesions. And based on these data, the system became the first to be approved by the Japanese regulatory body. The final paper of the session was delivered by Dr. Mohammed Abdul Rahim on behalf of uh, colleagues in Portsmouth and Japan and was entitled AI Using Convolutional Neural Network or CNN for detection of early Barrett's neoplasia. He described a deep learning system which was trained to identify and delineate Barrett's neoplasia. Once trained, the system was able to identify Barrett's neoplasia with a sensitivity, specificity and accuracy of 96 to 97% and it was able to do so at a rate of 5 milliseconds per image. Regarding delineation of the Barrett neoplastic mucosa, a metric called intersection of union was used, which basically measured the overlap between the correct area and the estimated area of the neoplasia. The delineation worked in real time and from the videos that were shown appeared to detect quite subtle lesions. Although promising, this work needs validation in larger scale studies. So that was a summary of all the presentations concerning artificial intelligence in endoscopy presented at the EUGW meeting. These presentations certainly give us a glimpse of the exciting times ahead in endoscopy. Certainly AI systems which detect, size and characterize polyps are now at a mature stage of development and many have received approval from regulatory bodies in Europe and now in Japan. It is only a matter of time before such systems become standard on modern endoscopy equipment. Other AI systems also show great promise. For example, systems which estimate the depth of gastric neoplasia and those which can detect and characterize Barrett's neoplasia. However, these latter systems are at an earlier stage of evolution. Although exciting, these new AI systems are not without their problems. For example, there is concern that these systems may make the operator lazy or complacent. They may become over-dependent on the system and become de-skilled. There are also medico-legal ramifications. For example, if a polyp is missed, whose fault is it? The human operator or the software? And on that sobering note, I shall bring this report to a close. Thank you for listening. Thanks for that update, Mons. 
For the next few weeks, you will be up to date with artificial intelligence, following which I suspect that the science has moved on further. But rest assured, when this happens, we will be there to give you an update. Next week, I'll be doing a roundup of the news with an emphasis on how COVID has impacted on endoscopy. Bye for now.